already fought the battle and the victory's been won. Hallelujah. Yes, yes. Oh, glory to God. God is not through with you yet. How many of you know that God is still working His work and He's working His plan and we're praying and we're believing God with you today. He's going to see you through to the finish line. Let's worship and celebrate Him today. Hallelujah. Father, we love you today. Father, we thank you for this day. We thank you, Lord God, that you fought the battle. You've already won the battle, Lord God. And Father, we thank you that we're not of this world, but Lord, we're just pilgrims passing through, God. Oh, we're looking for a city this morning, Lord. Oh, Father, we praise you today. We worship you today, Lord. We invite you to have your way in our service this morning, Lord. Fill us afresh with your Holy Spirit. We pray in Jesus' name. Amen and amen.
washed in the blood of the Lamb. Are you washed in the blood, in the soul-cleansing blood of the Lamb? Are your garments spotless, are they white as snow? Are you washed in the blood of the Lamb? snow. Blessed be his name. Oh, we love you, Jesus. We worship you, Lord, for you're worthy. Blessed be your name. Blessed be your name in the land that is plentiful, where the streams of abundance flow.
love you, Lord. We love you, Lord. We thank you, Lord. Thank you for your blood. Thank you for your blood. Hallelujah. Oh, we love you, Lord. We thank you for the power of your blood. We thank you, Lord, that you willingly went to that cross in our place to take our shame, take our punishment, to give us your salvation, to grant to us your forgiveness and your deliverance. Lord Jesus, we love you. We praise you. We honor you. Because, Lord, I know many of us haven't forgotten what it was to be a sinner. But, oh, God, we're so thankful that now we're saints. Because of your blood, our sins are gone. Our past is gone. And you've given us a new start and a new beginning. You've made us new creatures. Lord Jesus, we thank you this morning for your great salvation. Let us never cease honoring you, praising you, and exalting you for it. And all God's people said, let's give the Lord a hand clap of praise. He's worthy. He's wonderful. We love you, Jesus. We love you, Lord. We love you, Lord. We love you, Jesus. Hallelujah. Amen. God bless you. You may be seated. Good morning. Amen. You know, when you're younger and your legs got some legs still in them, you, you hit a song like that. I don't know about you. I, I, I used to dance. I'd run, we'd, we'd have church. We would grow up Pentecostal. Some don't know what that means, but the older you get, you know, and the, <laughs> the, the legs in the back aren't what they used to be. So now we just cry a lot. You know what I mean? But you got you, you, this thing's got to come out. Amen. The, the expression of thankfulness and praise has got to come out. Some don't remember what it was to be a sinner and then get saved. All I can tell you, I once was lost, but now I'm found. I was blind, but now I see. Amen. And it's all because of the blood of Jesus. Well, good morning. Before the kids go to children's church, I want to thank you so much, Christina and I, for all your generous cards and kind thoughts for last week pastor appreciation we love you and we thank god for you and we so appreciate your, your your love and your faithfulness to the ministry and to the house of god again we love you and thank you for that at this time children you are dismissed to children's church now at the end of our sermon we're going to take communion so if anyone didn't get your communion elements they should be in the back and um, someone will point you in the right direction. We're in a series of sermons from Hebrews chapter 11. And this week we're going to start with our first character. We spent three weeks building a good foundation, wanting everyone to have a foundation and understanding of what Bible faith is. So now we begin with Abel. But now, some of you might know the story of Cain and Abel, some might not, but I'm sure we could all use a refresher course. And so if you have your Bibles, let's start out and go to Genesis chapter 4. Before we go to Hebrews 11, let's go to Genesis chapter 4 so we can get a little background on what we're going to be discussing this morning. Cain and Abel, those first two sons of Adam and Eve. Now, if you look, the fourth chapter, beginning with verse number two. Later, Eve, she gave birth to his brother Abel, Cain and Abel. Now, Abel kept flocks, and Cain worked the soil. In the course of time, Cain brought some of the fruit of the soil 
as an offering to the Lord, but Abel brought fat portions from some of the firstborn of his flock. The Lord looked with favor on Abel and his offering, but on Cain and his offering, he did not look with favor. So Cain was angry, and his face was downcast. And then the Lord said to Cain, Why are you angry, and why is your face downcast? Verse 7 is a powerful verse. If you do what is right, will you not be accepted? But if you do not do what is right, sin's crouching at your door. It desires to have you, but you must master it. That's pretty simple, isn't it? God says you got a choice. You, you can deal with that thing that's going to destroy you, or you can let it destroy you. But God in his love gave a warning. Verse 8, now Cain said to his brother Abel, he didn't take the warning, let us go out to the field. And while they were in the field, Cain attacked his brother Abel and killed him. Then the Lord said to Cain, where is your brother Abel? I don't know, he replied. Am I my brother's keeper? And the Lord said, what have you done? Listen, your brother's blood cries out to me from the ground. Now you're under a curse and are driven from the ground, which opened its mouth to receive your brother's blood from your hand. When you work the ground, it will no longer yield its crops for you, and you will be a restless wanderer on the earth. Now, if you will, let's go to Hebrews 11. Hebrews 11, just one verse, verse 4. We're talking about Abel, our first hero of faith. Hebrews 11, verse 4. By faith, Abel offered God a better sacrifice than Cain did. By faith. He was commended as a righteous man when God spoke well of his offering. Isn't that good? Hey, he didn't get a dove award, but God spoke well of his offering, and that's what matters. Amen? Make sure God is speaking well of... All right, I'll leave it there. And by faith, he still speaks even though he's dead. Isn't that something to run with? Hallelujah. Father, we thank you for your word. Speak to our hearts. For we come not just to punch in a clock. We do not come just to appease a religious conscience. But we have come to meet with the living God. We've come to worship you with sincere hearts of gratitude. And we've come now to receive and hear from the sacred scripture what you have to say to your people. Give us ears to hear and hearts to receive. In Jesus' name, and everyone said... Abel, a worshiping faith, our first character, our first hero. Again, we're preaching a series of sermons on the 11th chapter of Hebrews. And this is a great chapter of faith. And now we've taken the last three weeks really just to build a good foundation for the message. We want to have a grasp of what faith is so we can really understand these lessons. And now, Abel, a worshiping faith. Abel, a worshiping faith. Remember now, as we walk through all these different heroes, and there's, there's many of them, we'll be here for three or four months, but our goal in this series is to both inspire and instruct us. To be inspired by the lives of these men and women who haven't applauded for their faith. They are worthy examples and models for us to follow. Men and women who lived in a real world, faced some real challenges and difficult circumstances, yet they trusted and obeyed God. They didn't waver and they didn't turn back. And the Lord, of course, brought them through just like he's done with us. Can you say amen? 
We serve the same God. He hasn't changed. So friend, listen, let's march forward in faith. Let's lay aside every excuse. Let's lay aside everything that would try to hinder, distract, or discourage. Let's make up our mind. The world is behind us. The cross is before us. We're not turning back. But we're going to walk with God and finish our race and be the ones he's called us to be. Let us be inspired. Then let us be instructed for we can learn from these godly lives, these godly examples. We see patterns of faith that God honored. We can learn how faith works and operates in a real world. We can see how true faith is demonstrated and lived out. Now we'll say it again. Faith, trust, belief in God and his word with the evidence or the expression of of obedience and action. I'm hearing, I'm believing, I'm obeying. I'm reading, I'm believing, I'm acting. Now for faith, for the Christian, faith is not some kind of leap in the dark. Actually, um, I like one writer put it like this, it's more like a sure, secure step of a trusting child towards the arms of a loving parent. For we know in whom we have believed in. Can you say amen? We're, we're, we're not walking in the dark. Faith has a substance in our life. Faith has a history in our life. We know the God we're trusting in. We know the one we're calling on. We know the one that wrote that book. We know it's yes is yes. And his no is no. And we walk with him faithfully and confidently. We have a faith. Faith for the Christian is a knowing. A confidence, a certainty in God. That he is there that he cares, that he's faithful, that his word can be trusted, that he is involved in all of our lives for our good working things together. And such faith will instill upon our hearts a strength and a stability and a sturdiness of spirit as well as an anchor for our soul. Our subject this morning is Abel, a shepherd. He had a worshiping faith. As one writer put it, he had a faith to die for. Now, We note that it's interesting, it might seem strange, that our list of heroes begins with a martyr. That might discourage someone from entering into this race of faith, but it shouldn't. For faith in Jesus Christ is worth living for, and it's worth dying for. How Paul said it so beautifully in Romans 14 and verse 8. If we live, we live to the Lord. And if we die, we die to the Lord. So whether we live or die, we belong to the Lord. Amen? Regardless of what comes, we belong to the Lord. We get a bad report. What are we going to do? Do what we've always done. We are going to serve the Lord. We're going to trust God. We're going to go forward in God. We belong to the Lord. Jesus never promised that a life devoted to him would be without his challenges or trials, but he did promise us that he'd always be with us. He did promise us that he would never allow us to face anything that that we couldn't handle. The Bible says, if you're a young believer, 1 Corinthians 10 and 13, write it down, 1 Corinthians 10 and 13, where the Lord, Paul says through the Spirit of God, that God will not allow us to be tempted. God is so faithful, he will not allow you and I to be tested or tempted beyond what we can bear. And though Jesus did not promise a life without heartache and a life without challenges and giants and mountains, etc., he said he'd always be with us. 
He said he'd never let us go through something that his grace is not sufficient for. And he did say in the end, it will be worth it all. Friend, in the end, it will be worth it all. Some are losing their soul for temporal things. They lose their soul for things that are here today and gone tomorrow. But if you serve the Lord, you write it down. The best is yet to come. Kind of faith did Abel have? Can we break it down in three parts? Number one, he had a speaking faith. Real faith says something. If they don't know if you're saved or not, you write it down. You don't got it. A speaking, a sacrificing faith. God received His offering. He don't receive just every offering. They're trying to sell that bill of goods to people. You can't come anyway. You can't just give any offering. Oh, my. He had a saving faith. Because he obeyed God. And he came God's prescribed way. And God received that sacrifice. A speaking faith. A real faith in Christ will say something. With our lips and with our lives, it will say something. A sacrificing faith. He was a worshiper. Our first hero was a worshiper. See, faith draws us near God. You believe God, you come to God, you diligently seek this God. You see, faith approved by God is a worshiping faith. When a person truly comes to know the Lord, I mean more, I mean when you really have a real encounter with Jesus, and you know you've passed from death unto life, you know you've been born again, not just repeat after me some religious phrase. When you really know You've met God and you're serving God. Well, we'll be overwhelmed by the truth that has transpired. The heart, the mind, the mouth must express its thankfulness, its joyfulness, its humbleness to the one that not only created us, but but by his precious blood redeemed us. Faith worships in song, in sacrifice, in service, in surrender. Faith has an expression of adoration, celebration. A true faith in Jesus Christ must express itself in worship. There's a response. Life begets life. Life begets life. We come to Christ and really know that we've been born from above. The heart is awakened by God. The heart loves God. And the heart desires to bless God and thank God and honor God. Speaking faith, a sacrificing faith, and a saving faith. First the offering, then the offerer. First God accepted his offering, then God accepted him. Because we remember faith begins where the will of God is known. Faith has to be a word-centered thing. Faith cometh by hearing the word. Faith begins where the will of God is known. In order to have faith that God approves of, I've got to know the will of God. I've got to understand the word of God so I can believe that and obey that. I don't just make this thing up. That's not faith. That's not Bible faith. Saving faith. Abel came God's prescribed way. Notice from the start, from the very beginning, not every sacrifice is accepted by God. This is Cain and Abel. This is Adam and Eve's children from the very beginning. Not every religious act, not every sacrifice is approved by God, received of God. Faith that saves from sin must follow the pattern, the instruction that God has communicated to man. And from the start, you write this down, God communicated to men. There are not many ways 
to approach me, to please me, nor be accepted by me. Let's begin. Number one, Abel had a speaking faith. You see that at the end of verse four, and by faith he still speaks. That's awesome. By faith he still speaks. Isn't that wonderful? I've had people in my life, they've been dead for years. They still speak, amen? Their life, their testimony, man, what they did. They're, they speak to me, amen? Oh, man, I remember my sister in Pagley just went to be with the Lord. Just, just when we were leaving Chicago, we got the call. She went to be with the Lord. We haven't been with them in over 30 years as their youth pastors. But I could stand here today and go on for a good hour of the things she taught me. And I was with him most of the time of the examples and the testimonies and the scripture. Oh, my Lord, men and women of a genuine faith, they're dead still affecting the world. Some live and don't do a thing for eternity. Some walk with God. God, to such a degree. 30 years later, we still remember their, what the, their testimony. We remember their word. We remember their ministry. Abel had a speaking faith. By faith, he still speaks, even though he's dead. We who serve the Lord must have a faith that speaks with our lips and with our lives. Our faith needs to say something. We walk a different beat. We're governed by a different word. We have a different language. We honor a different priority, passion, principle, moral standard, and value system. What a testimony. Though dead, yet he speaks. A faith that is real, that has transformed a life, has to speak. It cannot be silent. A living faith has an expression. Early church had this. You remember in Acts 4, when the apostles were called in before the authorities and they were threatened with imprisonment and punishment for declaring Jesus was alive, for healing people in his name. And what was their response? They said, we cannot help speaking of what we've seen or what we've heard. Friend, they had an experience that cannot be contained. When you truly meet the Lord, there's life within, and that life has got to shine without. Can you say amen to that? Evie Hill, that great preacher, he said they had a case of the can't help us. I mean, when you meet Jesus, you can't help but tell the world it's real. He's wonderful. He's worthy. He's changed me. I'm not what I used to be. The end time church will have this. The Bible tells us in the book of Revelation, though the enemy will try to intimidate them and accuse them and condemn them, they will overcome him by the blood of the Lamb and by the word of their testimony. They said something and so must we, loving not their lives, even unto death. They said it and they lived it. Faith speaks. Faith has something to say. Faith has a declaration. Faith has a proclamation from the abundance of the... The mouth has to speak. Whatever you're speaking is revealing what's hidden in the heart. We must have this. A confident and unashamed testimony concerning the Lord. A good confession concerning who Jesus is to us. Go ahead and boast in the Lord. Tell the world he is good. Taste and see. Romans, Proverbs 28 says that the righteous should be as bold as a lion. And we should be bold as we tell the world about the salvation and the goodness of the Lord. 
about the return of God and the fact that Jesus is coming back and all men will give an account. This present hour demands it. We cannot be silent. We have the only message in this world desperately needs to hear it. Abel had a speaking faith. No words of Abel are recorded. Yet this man still speaks to us today. Saving faith. Sacrificing faith. Suffering faith. Suffering faith. It speaks to us of a faith that heaven approves and God applauds. His life spoke, still speaks, of a man who approached God God's way, who worshipped, whose offering was accepted by heaven, yet attacked by men from the very beginning. Attacked by religious, but not righteous men. True faith, the expression of true Bible worship, will very often be misunderstood and attacked by others. Some people like the way of Cain. That's the easy way. That's the broad way. New Testament talks about the way of Cain. That's the popular way. We can just write our own ticket. We can just bring any old offering we want and expect God's going to accept it. Not everyone will like what faith has to say. Abel's blood cried out from the earth. We read that in Genesis 4. It cried out judgment, vengeance, retribution. It caused Cain to be driven away from the face and presence of God. And we are here this morning with the assurance of salvation, with our names written in glory, because another innocent life was slain and another innocent blood was shed. And there is another blood that speaks this morning. Hebrews 12, 24. Jesus' blood speaks a better word than that of Abel. Look at that beautiful thing. Jesus, the mediator of the new covenant, and to the sprinkling blood that speaks a better word than the blood of Abel. Oh my, Jesus' blood speaks a better word. His blood cries out grace. It's a day of grace. It's a time of mercy. You can come back. You can be restored. No matter what you've done, no matter how many times you tried or failed, the arms of God are open wide, and the blood says come. The blood says there's forgiveness. The blood says there's another start. The blood says there's reconciliation. It is finished. Because of the blood, price been paid. And instead of banishing men like Abel's, the blood of Jesus calls men to come and receive the grace and mercy and salvation of the Lord. Whosoever will can come. You can come. You might have messed up royally, but God says there's still hope for you. Come! You can receive forgiveness. You can get a new start. You can get back on track. This blood opened the way for all to come. And it calls men today to come, to come. In this present hour, where the world that we live in tries to silence the voice of the righteous, when the enemy of men's souls tries to quiet the sound and the message of faith, church, let your faith speak with your lips and with your lives. Faith, let your, church, let your faith speak. And let it speak to this present world system that's trying to overwhelm us and deceive us. And Let it speak what it's going to say. Let it know we will not bow to your pressure. 
We will not be pressed into your mold. We belong to Jesus. Our citizenship is in heaven. This world is not our home. And we have chosen to serve the Lord. And we will live for him. Let your faith speak to the enemy of your soul. Little old slew foot no devil. We refuse to be intimidated or defeated by you. Our Lord and Savior has defeated you and he's given us power to do the same thing. So we're going to put on God's armor. We're going to live by God's strength and we will carry out God's plan and purpose in the earth. Let your faith speak. For Jesus is still building his church. That's us. And the gates of hell cannot prevail. Let your faith speak to the lost. What should it say? Let the world around you know this thing is real. Jesus is alive. Jesus is wonderful. God is not distant nor disinterested, uncaring, unkind. Quite the opposite. He loves you. He sent his son to die for you. He made a way for you. He's willing to receive you. Jesus is your answer. The Bible says so clear that God so loved the world. A world that had rejected him. A world that had defied him. A world that had done their own thing. But God so loved that world that he gave his one and only son. That whosoever believed believes in him you don't have to perish you can receive eternal life the bible is clear we've all sinned we all need a savior and jesus is that savior church let your faith speak number one make sure your faith confesses jesus publicly i feel like billy graham now but ah brother billy was right on target there amen Remember, Jesus said, if you're ashamed of me, I'll be. The first thing faith needs to say is, I'm a Christian. I love the Lord Jesus, and I'm serving. I've given my life to Christ. Amen? Let people around you know you're a Christian. Don't make them guess. Let them know, I'm a Christian. Let your family know, I serve Jesus. They might not like it. Yeah, Cain didn't like it either. That's all right. Let God speak well of you. That's what matters. And for those, as you walk by faith, As you fight this good fight of faith, don't let your doubts deny you God's best. Don't let your fears prophesy your future. Instead, speak the word. We believe in our hearts and we speak it with our mouths. We express our confidence in the Lord. We declare our trust in the living God who died for us and now holds us in the palm of his hand, safe and secure. Number one, Abel had a speaking faith. And I pray that our faith might speak. This vile world, they're, they're not shy to propagate their garbage. Let the Christian rise up and begin to speak forth our righteousness. And when we speak it, let it be clearly and let it be confidently. Some people don't speak clear enough and people can't hear it. Can't understand it. We've got to make it plain. Reminds me of that story of three old men out for a walk. One said, it sure is windy. The other one said, no, it's Thursday. <laughs> Last one said, yeah, I'm thirsty too. Let's get a drink. All right. Now. But we need to speak forth this word clear. Let men make it plain to them so they can hear and they can believe. Can you say amen? amen. Abel had a speaking faith. Abel had a sacrificing or worship.